Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Spiral Podcast. I'm your host, John Eads. I'm Matt Englehart. I'm Timo Lenhard. I'm Billy Zimmer. Uh, thanks to our producer, Carson Tepfer. Uh, this is our second episode, uh, second week of, uh, of our podcast here. Yes, spring, sir. Fr- spring practices have uh, kicked off for colleges, and spring games are right around the corner. Yeah. We're last excited. Week, last week, we... Uh, we started out with a little coaches on the hot seat, season preview, synopsis of last season, uh, and a couple buyer sells that Timo enjoys. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that too. We're back for another week here, and uh, this week on the docket, we're going to talk about our preseason top 25. Um, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, and then we're going to jump into the ACC conference and preview that. We're going to do a set of these. We'll do the Fun. ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, you name it. We're going to do it. We'll even do the group of fives one week. And we're going to wrap it up with some more of those buyer sells you guys enjoy. Produced by Timo Lenhard. I'm so, real excited to be here. He's loving gonna, it. He's loving it. We're going to kick it off here with a preseason top 25. So I'm going to say, oof, I'm going oof. to say, we're going to go five teams at a time up to number 25. I already don't like one. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them out. And uh, Billy and Timo and Matt are going to give their thoughts on. Uh, thoughts on it and then uh, you know how how it could be better who could be better who could be there instead and uh, and why really so number one is uh, none, none other than Alabama see now Jeeds, let me ask you this how do you put Alabama in front of Clemson when Clemson just won a national championship and killed them in the game with Trevor uh, Lawrence as a Trevor freshman Lawrence under the helm freshman. too and I get I get their defense you know it's new they got a lot of kids going in the NFL but I just I think number two should be Alabama, number one should be Clemson. But I mean, hey, to your top twenty-five, I won't. Yeah, I mean, I last season I see your point. Last season was last season, and I think we're all ready to see different teams other than Alabama and Clemson take the helm up there, like it used to be. Um, but I think this year Alabama just has too much production coming back. They got the Blitnikoff winner Jerry Judy coming back. Obviously, they got Tua, uh, pretty good old line production coming back, and uh, Najee Harris is coming back as well after he kind of. Overrated. He, kinda, well, he he had a coming out party Come in the on, college football playoff. A uh, couple touchdowns, great runs. I think they'll be really strong again this year just because they recruit so well. And uh, like you said, I think Clemson just won't have as good of a defense as last year, though they do have a lot of nice pieces like Xavier Thomas, who uh, should be a breakout player this year for the uh, Clemson D-line. But I just think Alabama's better uh, on at least one side of the ball, and they'll be able to keep up with them on the other side of the ball. So I think it'll be an Alabama-Clemson rematch um, in the in the playoff, but uh, those teams are not far apart, one and two. And um, three, we got we got Georgia. Uh, anyone disagree with that? Seems fine to me. I they think. Oh, let me from. ask. Let me ask you this, Jeeds. Um, who who do you think is better technically, uh, Jake Fromm or Justin Fields? Well, it doesn't matter now because Fields is gone. No, but, I understand, but but um, I think Fields had a higher ceiling. Really? But Fromm, just he, he really deserved his spot. He Production, came in as a yeah. freshman. Uh, he took over for Jacob Eason when he got injured and decided to transfer. Uh, he just came out and he took the team to the uh, Final Four and the National Championship ultimately as a true freshman. So he earned that spot. Fields came in with a lot of talent, obviously, but I think uh, the fact that he was able to fend Fields off uh, for how talented he is with his feet um, and throwing the ball, obviously, I think, uh, I think he's the better quarterback right now. But long term, I think Justin Fields is the better college quarterback and has a better ceiling. Um, he was rated a 101 by 247 Sports, and that is very rare. 
Um, not is many that, players get that. Is the highest you can get is a 100? That's that's what it's thought to be. But 101, we've seen a couple players get this rating really? in the past couple of years. So what was Jabril? Jabril was a 99. Oof. So this is real good. Four, we got Oklahoma. Uh, Any thoughts? I don't know if I think Oklahoma will be better than LSU or Ohio State this year. I think they'll be better than LSU, but I think LSU or Ohio State will be very talented this year and they trying to push back. Didn't they get a transfer? Yeah, didn't they get a transfer? And they have that number one quarterback from like Pinnacle. Oklahoma? Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma has Jalen Hurts who will be Jalen Hurts. quarterback. Hurts, He's Alabama's yes. backup. He's obviously a proven talent. Went to the national championship with Alabama back in 2016. Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Spencer Rattler. Didn't um, win it though. No, but uh, he's he's a great quarterback. Spencer Rattler's the number one pro stock quarterback from the 2018 recruiting class. Who thinks gonna Oklahoma. win that? Uh, Jalen Hurts will win that battle yeah. for sure, uh, just because he's he's obviously he has he has the experience. Uh, he's played on the highest stage, and I think he fits the mold there at Oklahoma. And I put them there really just because um, they deserve to be there. They've made it to the playoff the past two years. They lost Baker. Um, he he was a Heisman winner. Kyler came in. He won the Heisman. I think Jalen Hurts has. Uh, you know, pretty big shoes to fill, but he's capable. And I think that'll be a, a great piece for them. Um, hopefully they improve defensively. They got a new D.C. in uh, mid-year last year, and they seemed to get a little bit better as the year went on. Had some pretty good showings. Um, you obviously can't win a national championship without, you know, at least some kind of a defensive um, presence. So hopefully they're, uh, they're improved on that side of the ball. And if they are, they, uh, they have a long way they could go this year. Number five, LSU. That's just a... That's all right. Six, Ohio State. Um, With Fields, I would probably put them at four. Really? Yeah. I mean, Fields is unproven. He's unproven. He's unproven. unproven. Seven is a – seven, we got Florida, which – Strong team. Which – A lot of production. Yeah, that's rightful. Um, eight Auburn. I don't like that. I don't I like that. Don't that. That's a gross choice. For you don't know who their quarterback's going to be. No, no, no guaranteed quarterback. Yeah. Not a good defense. Bo Nix is good, but he's never really played really good before. options at quarterback, and anybody, the the one that wins that battle is going to be very good. That's what that's what Michigan said last year, and you know what? Their quarterbacks were, eh. To say the least. Well, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we will. Oregon, number nine. I hate that, too. Why? why? Okay, let me you tell you this. All right, give me reasons as no, to yeah, why yeah, you don't no, like no. this. No, 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 I'm going to. What was Oregon's seed last year? Uh, What, preseason? No, no, no. What did they finish? What record? Oh, eight, uh, eight and five. Eight and five? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, because no. they lost to... They were to, seven and five against Michigan. And then lost to Michigan State. in the uh, Against Michigan no, they State. Beat State. They beat State. Oh, they eight beat them by They beat them by a field goal. They beat them by three. It's an ugly game. And Michigan State's Michigan State's defense, I'll tell you what, is not that good. So if you can only... Mm, they so have it was okay. what? What they have? That one player, forty-seven. What's his name? Uh, the guy in the D line. Yeah, um, he's a linebacker, but he plays down on the line. Tim, you should know. Kenny Willickus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Willickus. he was ninety-two. And he was about their only good player on their D. Um, they had Justin Lane though too. He's coming up. And yeah. Okay. Whatever. Oregon only beats them by what? Two? One? Three? three? Justin Herbert's good, like, but I think you besides gotta, that, I don't know who else they have. Well, Justin they got Herbert. pretty good wide receivers coming back this year. They're losing Dylan Stoner. They got a Stoney. really – They have a couple of good pieces on the D-line. Um, Kayvon Thibodeaux, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his name. He's a five-star D-lineman. Thibodeaux. Thibodeaux. Okay. And then we got <laughs> Michigan. Hell to the – Tim, I know you love it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Timo's kind of got a foot in both camps there. Waitlisted. Um, congrats, So wh- which baby. one do you want to talk about first, dude? Um, let's let's go, let's talk about this Michigan team. Um, so Shea Patterson, obviously, or not obvious, but he's looking like he's gonna start. Um, you know they've their defense lost a, a bunch of key players: Rashawn Gary, Devin Bush, Chase Winovich, who basically, you know, they ran that. They team. they that's a great way to say it. They ran that team. And, you know, I think their offense is going to be better or, yeah, the same if not better due to the new uh, OC who's there. What's his name? Josh Gaddis? Josh Gaddis. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think with a different offense, Michigan definitely has more potential to, you know, beat down on teams. But, again, this defense problem, this defense situation, which, a lot of you know, a lot of, a lot of underclassmen that are hungry. Jeets? Yeah, which is never a bad thing. Uh, I, th- I put Michigan there because they just bring so much talent back on the offensive side of the ball. Uh-huh. Four offensive linemen, Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tariq Black, all coming back. A lot of talented, skilled let freshmen me, let me ask in. You, let me ask you one question. Who's going to be their uh, running back? Christian Turner. He was recently Oof, put 41? at number two. Um, I don't like him. He looked good in the Florida game. Leecher Report game. recently put out a top ten of top ten freshmen in college football this year. Christian Turner was put there as two. Um, which is kind of, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of strange. But when you watch his film, you just got to love how his body fits the mold of a Michigan running back and his speed will fit their new system. Um, I know Zach Charbonnet's an intriguing pick to put there as a starter, but Turner's been here for a whole year. Uh, He got some carries as a true freshman, and I think he did well um, considering the circumstances. He came in against teams that were blown out, got some yards. He had to start against what Florida. About, what about Evans? Did well. Evans is off the team right now due to academic issues. Oh, he'll uh, be unfortunately. back. Yeah, no, he's no, back. As the insider. Oh, Do you think like he's coming that. back? Do you think he's That done? was the same thing with last year. He and he came back. Um, not sure about Seems that. Seems like they always but, came back. Uh, was, it, was, it the, was it the bowl game he didn't play in due to academic? Uh, I don't think so. I know, I think it was early season he... He missed, and then he came back. Got oh, he got, he got injured. Um, but uh, I, I think Evans will be back. He's had a pretty good um, you know, track record in school. I think it was just uh, you know, some issues academically. Uh, hopefully he can clear those up. He looks smart. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Looks like a smart yeah. kid. Um, but anyways. Um, Texas at 11. Well, let me, let me finish up with Michigan here. Um, so obviously the production comes back on the offensive side of the ball. You got Shea Patterson back. I think there's a lot of talent. They've recruited a lot better at a much better clip, especially last year. Defensively, like you said, a lot of holes to fill. But if you remember, uh, at the end of the 2016 season, going into 2017, same same kind of questions, and uh, they responded well. The, the defense did. They came out against Florida, played very well. That, that was the coming out game for Devin Bush, David Long, some other guys. Uh, I think this year... You like Josh um, Gaddis? I do, I do. Um, He's from... Uh, he started Alabama. at Penn State and then went to Alabama. Right. Vanderbilt, Penn State, Alabama. Yeah. He was under Joe Moorhead, James Franklin, um, Nick Saban, of course. You got, yeah, you got to, and Nick Saban, of course. Yeah, you got to like what he brings to the table. Uh, I'm already getting reports that it's going well. I've seen some film of practice, the drills he's doing. It's looking a lot more, you know, 2019 modern. I heard offenses. we're gonna we're gonna run a uh, more of a hurry up offense. Yep, the tempo is gonna be um, a little bit faster, which doesn't hurt, especially in this landscape of college football. Right. Uh, but back to the defense. And I think I think Shea Patterson honestly fits more of what Josh Gaddis is bringing oh, he to does, the table. He does. At Ole Miss, uh, he right. led the SEC um, in yards for the first six games before he got a ACL injury, and they're running a similar offense to that. So I'm obviously very excited, as are a lot of Michigan fans. Um, but as for the defense, like Billy said, unproven. 
but a lot of hungry players. Luigi Valain's coming back. He was a pretty highly recruited, uh, highly touted recruit. Uh, he's coming back for the Wolverines on the D-line. So as long as they can sure up some holes on the D-line and the secondary, Daxton Hill's coming in. Should be a great player to watch. I think the Michigan uh, Wolverines will have a pretty successful year and hopefully get over that 11-win uh, bump. Uh, All right, moving on. We Texas. got Texas at 11, and then we got our in-house expert on Notre Dame here for the number 12 position. Future Irishman. Let's start with Texas first. Uh, a lot of people have been wondering, is hey. Texas back? And I think last year was a great, um, you know, great prophecy into the fact that they are back. I'll tell you um, what, they say that every year, though, and they always have a mediocre season. I like what Tom Herman's doing, I'll tell you that much. I do, too. I like what he's doing over there at uh, Austin, but, but I just I, I don't think they're going to get over that hump in the next season. I think it's going to be gradual. I think I like, it, I like the quarterback there. Sam Ellinger. I think it's a really, it's really weird. Yeah, really Didn't good. he have like a dream that he thought he was destined to go there or something <laughs> weird like that? Despite the, despite uh, the All right. I, I think Texas is going to come back and have another great year. Uh, I don't think they'll be good enough to beat. I don't think they'll be good enough to beat Oklahoma. I think they'll go to the Big Twelve Championship game. It's going to be a Texas Oklahoma show. Um, but I, I just I love what Tom Herman's doing there. He's recruiting so well. Uh, a lot of young players next year. Uh, that are going to have to take over for some of the other guys that are graduating. But last year was an excellent year for their program, and I think it's just the start of doing great things there. So, uh, Matt, I'm going to hand it over to you now. Give us your takes on Notre Dame here. Well, uh, number the 12th, 12th position. Yeah, I think this is a little underranked, but I'm definitely a little biased on this side. But um, there's definitely holes to fill on this team. They lost probably their top wide receiver along with their top running back. But other than that, than that they bring back pretty much all their offense. Um, on the other side of the ball, they lose two linebackers and their defensive tackle, but they bring back their four main edge rushers, and they really controlled that defense. Um, I'd like to just state that for the teams 7 through 12, like their seasons will really be made in their first few games. Like Auburn, Oregon play the first game of the year, and then Michigan has Army, who will be a really tough test for them. Absolutely. And then Notre Dame plays Georgia. For all those teams, those games will really set their season off. So. Yeah. I think for any of those teams, they could end up being top five or even possibly fall out of the top 25. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I put Notre Dame kind of further back just because, you know, you got to think of the names they're losing. Tavon Coney, Drew Tranquil, Miles Boykin, Dexter Williams. Um, and then if Ian Book, say, gets hurt, you know, who's who's back at the helm after him? Because Wimbush transferred to UCF. Just uh, I think of doomsday scenarios, not necessarily their ceiling. They definitely have a high ceiling still. Chase Claypool's coming back. Jafar Armstrong's going to take over running back. And then, obviously, Ian Book is back, um, who led them to a great season last year. But uh, I'm not a uh, Ian Book fan. No. No, I'm not. Seems better than Wimbush. Well, that's why he took the job <laughs> over. And right. He came in and won that game for me against Michigan last yeah. year. I think Notre Dame's backup right now is more upside, but he's just too young still. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they'll have a good year. Uh, they just There's a couple games they have to win. Uh, they're at Michigan, pretty... Uh, mid to late season, and then uh, obviously they play at Georgia, and they've had some great games the past couple of years. So yeah. if they win those games, um, you know I don't think there's anything stopping them from getting to possibly another playoff. So so next we got Texas A&M at 13, a tre- intriguing team. Uh, Jimbo Fisher Fisher is back for year two after going uh, nine and three, nine and four in his first year, which really. Uh, I think he exceeded expectations in year one over there at Texas A&M. He's going to lose Travion Williams, but he's got Kellen Mond back. Uh, you got to love what they're doing there at Kyle Station. 
College Station. College Station. Kyle Field. Um, um, let me ask you this, Jeeps. What's with this uh, UCF at 14? You just, I think they've deserved the right to be, you know, put in between the 10 to 20 spot and just sit there. If they, they have two chances this year. They're playing Stanford at home and they're playing at Pittsburgh. So they have great chances this year to beat upper-level oh, Power 5 teams. Oh, my gosh. Pitt and Stanford. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stanford's, you know, historically pretty good. But when, you can't say that if they win those games, they are in contention for the college football playoff. Well, I didn't say that. I, I this like is just my preseason. This is my preseason ranking. I think UCF deserves a spot between 10 and 12 somewhere. And they're bringing back a good amount of talent. They got uh, McCray back at running back, who was a former walk-on. He's kind of a beast. Uh, he's going to fill in for Adrian Killings. They got Dariel Mack back at quarterback. And then, obviously, Brandon Wimbush, who was going to fight with him for that job. I think they performed pretty well against LSU in the bowl game. Um, and I just think they're recruiting better. They're getting a lot more looks. And I think Josh Heupel's doing very well down there after going 13-1 and in his first year. I think they, they deserve the right to be there. They haven't deserved the right to be in the playoff yet. Um, but if they just keep beating these Power 5 teams and beating them, you know, with ease, then they deserve to be there or even higher. So, and if the playoff expands, uh, which we'll debate about at some point, that's a juicy debate, uh, I think they deserve, you know, one of those spots in there if they keep just uh, proving that trajectory. Is it, a, is it a juicy debate, though? Don't we all agree that it should be more? Yeah, I mean, it's just you could debate about it for or against. No, no, I know, but I feel like it's pretty one-sided in that everyone agrees that it should be more. Am I wrong? Well, yeah, I think most people agree to, it should be at least six, right. possibly even eight. There's reasons to There's reasons to make it more, and there's reasons to keep it the same. Um, you know, if we just set who's debating for who, it, it could be a fun debate. Well, we'll get into that later. Fifth team, I got Washington. Uh, they got Salvan Ahmed, running back. He's coming back for Washington this year, and then... Jacob Eason, uh, transfer from Georgia. Oh, I remember him. Heard he's a good player. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, so that they'll be a pretty intriguing team up there in the Pac-12, which is frankly wide open. Sixteen, I got Northwestern. They got. Uh, I got former, that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that five star from Clemson. Yep. I like that. That's a Hunter Johnson. Yep. Yeah. Bowser. I like them this year. Yeah. Northwestern. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, losing. What, uh, they beat Michigan State the past four years. Yeah, and they it's... almost beat Michigan. So. Yeah, it was a good game last year. I think year. they're going up. I think they'll come out of the West again this year, unless Wisconsin's freshman quarterback is. We'll see. Yeah, stand yeah. Out. Mertz, yeah. Um, I did not include Wisconsin in my top twenty-five. I think they're just one of those fringe teams, just because they're unproven. They lose Hornybrook, um, but that's besides the point. So Northwestern sixteen, obviously a great shot to win the West. Gotta love what Pat Fitzgerald's doing. Seventeen, Penn State. Uh, they're gonna have. A pretty interesting battle between Sam Clifford. You got you got Penn State at seventeen. Yeah, I think they bring back a lot of weapons offensively. No, no, no. I, I, think, I think I think they're good. Yeah. I I don't think they should be at seventeen. I think they should be at what 10, 12, 10 through twelve. Really? Yeah. Well, it's just unproven because Tommy Stevens. They lose Trace McSorley. Tommy Stevens, Stevens is, is going to come in. He yeah, he's not. He's okay. Did He's, they? Did they? Uh, they lost Miles Sanders, huh? They lost Miles yeah. Sanders, but they have Ricky Slade, the former number one all-purpose back recruit. Um, that's why you know I think offensively they're going to be set. Defensively, they got some pretty good pieces. Um, just got to figure it out, and James Franklin just got to figure out how to win some, you know, big games away from Happy Valley. Eighteen, I got Syracuse, coming off a pretty good year. Dino Babers is 
starting to build a brand there at Syracuse. Got to like what they're doing. Did Syracuse, no, they did Syracuse pretty well, ranked honestly. at the end of the season? They yeah. were. They yeah. beat West Virginia in the Camping World Bowl uh, without Will Greer, mind you. But uh, impressive performance. Um, and they're bringing back some pretty good players. Tommy DeVito is going to take over for Eric Dungy at the position. He's pretty similar to him in his skill set, former three-star QB. He's played some pretty quality minutes. And wh- where's Dungy? Where's Tony... Tony Dungy's at uh, Arizona State, right? Yes, the coach. Yeah. yeah, coach. Yeah. You know Tony Dungy? No, wait, is it? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. The old coach ESPN, for the Colts. the guy that was on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning at the Colts. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, 19, I got Iowa State. Um, really intriguing team. They uh, they always seem to over overachieve uh, preseason billets. So, this year I've got them in the top 25 because – you know, then they can't really overachieve. So um, they should live up to that hype. Brock Purdy coming back for QB. Um, cup, two really nice running back recruits coming in. Both played in the Army All-American game. Surprised they both went to the same school. But nonetheless, awesome for them. The 20, I got Utah. Another really good team from the Pac-12. They have a, they have another, they have a chance to win the Pac-12 South again. Um, obviously some games they have to win, like USC on the road. They expect to beat them now. Um, where it's funny because in years past, you know, they just expect to lose. No one really knew about Utah football, but um, Kyle Whittingham is starting to build something there in uh, Salt Lake. So gotta love what they're doing there. Twenty one, I got Kentucky, um, which you know you you could you could go either way on this. They're losing Josh Allen, they're losing Benny Snell, but I love Wilson, their quarterback. He's a playmaker, makes plays. Um, Obviously, they just got to stir up some spots in the defense. They they started out the year very well, overachieving anybody's you know preseason predictions of where they would have done or what they would have done. Um, so I got them at 21. 22, I got Mississippi State, uh, bringing back a lot of production, losing Montez Sweat, but Joe Moorhead had a pretty good year one there. They, they're pretty competitive with Alabama. Uh, this year, they'll have them at home. There's a couple games on there I just like. Uh, I like them to win. They have a lot of... A lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Seems like they do every year. They're bringing in a pretty good recruiting class. and uh, It's just a hard SEC West. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, They're just beating up on each other. So, you know, you're either going 11-1, and 12-0, or you're going 8-4, 7-5. Yeah, it's just unfortunately. Uh, I think, I hate to say it, but other than Alabama, I don't think that, well, Alabama and Georgia, I guess, but. I don't think the SEC is that good. I think LSU. Again, LSU is overrated as heck. What did they get? Last year they were they're, underrated. They were about to play Alabama, all hyped up. What was that? One versus four. I think they lost. Yeah, what, and then they lost by 20, 29 nothing. Was it? So I mean, you can't you can't tell me you can't sit here and tell me that LSU was underrated. I mean, they played uh, uh, Alabama team that lost to Clemson. And got demolished. So clearly, I don't think they should be a. What do you have them here? Five seed. Who LSU? Yeah. Well, I, I just like LSU co- because uh, at Orgeron. At least Georgia, you know. Three. Fall. Georgia. Fall was Bama. LSU's bringing back Joe Burrow, and they run a pretty um, a, a power pro style kind of offense that just just grinds your gears and they they hit you and hit you and hit you. Uh, Michigan kind of did the same thing last year. They called it body shots. Uh, body blows rather. Um, they just they just pound the crap out of you until uh, you give up. And fourth quarter comes around and tougher team wins it. And that's how LSU really won a lot of games last year. They just 
they play all four quarters. They play hard, whistle to whistle, and um, I mean, I think they're just a you know a classic football team. Moving on, twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Got Army. A lot of chances this year to prove some things. They play Michigan, like Matt alluded to earlier, uh, on the road week two or three, and that's going to be one of the best non conference games of the year, I think. Uh, last year, Army went into Norman, uh, played Oklahoma, and took them to overtime and lost by seven. Um, just got to love, I mean, it's boring to watch, but you got to love how they play football. They use their athletes as best they can. Kelvin Hopkins uh, is coming back after a great year. They just got a lot of a lot of production returning. And with a triple option, if you got guys returning, there's really nothing to do but go up. So they have a lot of chances this year to prove themselves. Um, so I put them at 23. 24, I got Miami. Uh, Tate Martell was recently granted eligibility. We talked about that last episode. If he gets eligibility, he's going to break the transfer scales. I think he may have just done that. That's huge for them because they have a pretty easy schedule. I got them pegged at 10-2, and two, I believe, and then losing to Clemson in the championship game for the ACC. But they have a pretty easy schedule if you guys go look at it. Uh, I, I only see two losses on there. And, uh, yeah, Tim, you got anything to say about your favorite quarterback, Tate Martell? I uh, love Tate Martell. I think he's going to do some good things at Miami this year. I'm not sure if he'll, they'll be able to beat Clemson, but yeah, I think they'll be able to keep it close. Um, yeah. I don't know how their recruits look for this year or progressively offense besides yeah. him. I think they got two other transfer guys, K.J. Osborne. Um, yeah. So I think Tate has some weapons to work with, but besides that, I'm not 100% sure. We'll see. Uh, Frank Diaz, who took the Temple job but kind of leveraged that into taking the Miami job, which is kind of strange. He's at the helm now for Miami. He's a defensive coach, obviously. He was the former D.C. last year. Um, so I think defensively they'll be great. And Tate Martell is unproven in college, but he's a proven winner from his high school days at Bishop Gorman. Um, I don't think he lost one game in his high school career. He lost two, I believe. Or at least in his no, varsity I think he lost career. his final one. Yeah, something like that. He lost in the championship. Yeah. If you watch QB1, great TV show, You could. He's, there's a whole documentary about his high school career. It's great. Uh, but I got Miami at 24. They uh, they definitely have their chances this year to you know, get, get back to the top. And uh, 247 Sports has them playing Michigan in the Orange Bowl right now uh, for their preseason bowl projection. So that would be a pretty intriguing game. And rounding out the top 25, I got Nebraska. They return Taylor Martinez at QB. And they lose Maurice Washington due to some off-the-field issues, but they bring in Wandale Robinson, uh, who is an Army All-American, uh, really interesting player. Michigan recruited him hard. Every school wanted him, Kentucky, Alabama. Just he's more of your uh, he's one of your like slot receiver type running backs who can just make plays in the open field. I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks offensively for Nebraska this year, and the defense just have to take care of itself. But besides that, I think Scott Frost is pegged for a pretty good year uh, for the Huskers. Any uh, comments on the top 25 generally, Matt? Uh, I think generally he had a couple. I think his top five is pretty good. I would probably flip LSU and Ohio State, but other than that, I like his top five. And then, like I said, I think 7 to 12 could be arranged in any order, but those will like, set themselves out after the first couple weeks. And then like once you get past 15, I don't think it really matters where they're yeah, placed. Yeah, they could go in any spot, yeah. really. So. Any of those teams. Hmm. It seems like you had a lot of ch- a lot of unproven critiques. teams, a lot of unproven teams that uh, you know you got Iowa State in there. 
That could go either way. You got Mississippi State in there. That could go either way. A lot of teams you usually don't so, see in the top 25. Mm, I, I disagree with that, other than maybe Army. Yeah. But Army was definitely a contender, or not like a contender for the playoff, but, you know, they were they were up there. They were doing good. Last year. Yeah, they went 11-2. Yeah. Right, except, what, Navy beat them? No, they lost to Oklahoma. Yeah. And then... I think Navy beat well, they, them. They won their bowl game. They, they put up, like, 77 points as a triple option team, which is right. unheard of. Um... I think, like one team you could have in the top twenty-five. Maybe throw in, I don't know. That's a great question. Any teams? Uh, who, who did maybe I say? USC. Who did I say Ooh, earlier? I disagree with. That. I disagree with USC. But who did I say earlier? Uh, oh, Wisconsin. Con- Wisconsin. Is Wisconsin not in here? No, just because they're unproven wow. as well. I mean, they obviously got Taylor and a really good um, line every year, but. I, I would. Unproven. I would like maybe Colorado. Maybe they they bring back Steven Montez and Lavisca right, Chenault. Right. Uh, pretty fun team to watch, that's for sure. But I think just overall team talent, they're not a top twenty-five team. Maybe West Virginia. What about maybe uh, West Virginia's got a new coach and a hard schedule this year. Still got Will Greer there though, right? No, he's, no, he's, he's gone. gone. What about Boston College? I think, they, I think they. I think they can BC, be. BC, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, why don't we get into our ACC uh, preview? Um, for for the Atlantic Division, Clemson's obviously the reigning champs. I got Clemson winning again, going thirteen and zero. At two, I have Boston College going ten and two. Um, so I obviously have a lot of, I have a lot of respect for BC. Um, they just haven't really had the type of quarterback play that they need. If if they had a quarterback to um, compound uh, Dylan's their running back Dylan's uh, abilities as a running back, then they they wouldn't be a seven win team, eight win team every year. Um, so I got them at ten and two. I got Florida State. Uh, Willie Taggart, I think, is going to have a great year next year. Um, I just ha- after a year of some growing pains, and uh, James Blackman is taking over for uh, DeAndre Francois. I think they'll go 9-3. and three. Their schedule is pretty favorable. Um, I got Syracuse a 4 uh, at 9-3. and three. I had Florida State beating Syracuse head-to-head, which is why they're ranked ahead. 5, I have Wake Forest. Uh, they always seem to be a team that just wins uh, wins enough games to get to a bowl game, but you know, it doesn't really do anything besides that. So 7-5. and five. I got NC State at six. They're losing um, their QB to the draft, Brian Finley, um, and they have a pretty tough schedule. They could go five and seven, seven and five, but I got them at six and six. And seven, I got Louisville. Uh, it, it'll be a tough year for them. They've lost a couple of guys to transfer, and uh, obviously a new coach coming in, Bob Petrino's out. They've just really struggled since Lamar Jackson went to the NFL. So I have Louisville going two and ten this year. And for the Coastal Division, I got Miami taking the cake there, going 11-2, and but losing to Clemson in the final, uh, just because of how favorable their schedule is this year. I got Virginia Tech at 2, going 9-3. and Some guys expressed some um, concern with that record, but, I mean, if you go look at their schedule, I see three guaranteed losses, some, some toss-ups for sure. I'll give you guys that. They could go 7-5, and 8-4, but I got them at 9-3. and I think they'll be able to get it done this year just because they got that winning formula in their culture. Three, I got... Virginia going 7-5. I love Bryce Perkins. He's kind of like a Terry Wilson over at Kentucky, just a playmaker. Uh, four, I got Pitt going 6-6. Six and six. They seem to, every year, just be a pretty solid team that wins a game you don't expect them to win. And I think they'll do the same this year. North Carolina, I got going 4-8. and eight. Uh, New coach this year, former Texas coach, uh, Mr. Mack, is going to be coaching there for the Tar Heels. They have a, some pretty good QB um, prospects. Uh, from last year, they just they gotta get a passing game. 
and uh, that's really it. So this year I got <coughs> going four and eight, a um, little bit better than last year, but still just got to stay on that upward trajectory. Oh, um, this this is just a question for your top twenty-five. I guess it's just a general question, but what do you think of Washington State? Uh, yeah, uh, Washington State. I really did want to put in my top twenty-five. Just if you go look at their QB room, none of their QB recruits were ranked. I haven't heard anything about them. Um, they haven't played a minute. So with Gardner Minshew out, uh, it's just really tough for them to come back and uh, win games. They're just so, they're just too unproven, like we were saying. Obviously, they have a really nice system, air raid and whatnot. Um, but uh, I think Mike Leach will be able to get it done. Um, you know, at least get them to a bowl game. I just don't think they're capable of being in the top 25 this year as last year. They just they just shot out of cannon, to be uh, quite honest. Six, I got Duke going three and nine, uh, losing Daniel Jones to the draft. It would have been nice if they had him this year because they play Alabama in their first game at home. So it would've been, well, that would have been cool to see. Uh, seven, I got Georgia Tech going two and ten just because new coach, new, uh, new system. They're not doing the triple option this year. They're returning to a more modern style of offense. Thank the Lord. Went to their bowl game against Minnesota. And it was I was there, too. So boring. And Billy, you can attest to it, too. It was so boring yeah. to watch. Um, Got to respect it, though. All right. You know what time it is. Time what time is it, Tim? Buy or sell time. Buy or sell. Big, All big right, game. We got five big game questions for you today. We're going to go around, say buy or sell. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah. And you can make any comments you want after that. So... The first one we got here is Georgia makes it to the national championship. Um, see, now, unfortunately, I think that Alabama and Clemson are, you know, the two favorites, and I think those are the only two realistic choices. But, I mean, Georgia's definitely... So you're selling that one? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with sell. Matt. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be hard to beat Clemson or Alabama, but I don't know. I think Fromm definitely has the experience that when it gets down to the end of the game, I'd right. probably take him over a lot of quarterbacks. If, if there's but a team to do it, it's Georgia. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like um, if you're giving me the like Clemson or Alabama or the field, the really only field that I would take would be Georgia. Yeah, so, I just uh, sorry, Matt. I mean, no, you can go. I'm, I just I, there could be a scenario in which Clemson's four for whatever reason, and uh, Alabama's one or Alabama's two and Clemson's three. There could be a scenario where those two play each other, and Georgia isn't in that game, and they could win their game and play Alabama or Clemson. There's just always that possibility. So uh, I'm gonna sell though because I don't see a situation in which Clemson and Alabama play each other in the first of the playoff games. Um, I do think Georgia makes it to the Final Four. Uh, just because they got DeAndre Swift, Jake Fromm, Jeremiah Holloman. A lot of pieces. I just don't think they're good enough to get over that hump. DeAndre Swift. You know, I'm going to... Yes. That's what I said. Oh, did you say? Yeah. I'm going to buy this. You know, they got a bad taste in their mouth from last year, losing their bowl game to Texas and not making the college football playoff. So, I'll buy this, you know. They're going to come out well, you're gonna ready buy to play it. this year. It, buddy. It's a risky well, bet. <laughs> Risky bit. All right, next one we got here is Missouri wins nine games. Sell. 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 Pull up their schedule for me just for a second. You know, I remember I was talking about this with you earlier, Jeets, yeah. and I'm I'm selling this hard. I don't think that Missouri is that good of a team, even with 
their new quarterback from Clemson, I still don't think it'll be enough to get him over that hump. Hard sell for me. Um, on their schedule, it looked, it looked pretty favorable at first, but there are some toss-ups. Do I think they can win nine games? They could. Um, I just don't think they will. I think they're going to trip up once or twice. I think they'll go 7-5, to 8-4, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch Kelly Bryant play. He's a really talented player. I'm just glad to see him find a new home there in Missouri. So we'll see. Oof, oof, oof. I got him winning six games, Tim. You know, I'd go seven tops. Oh, then. All right. Well, we all sold, so. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, next one we got. Oh. Next one we got here is Sam, Sam Ellinger. Ellinger finishes top five in the Heisman voting. I buy that. I buy it. Yeah, I think I think I'll buy it. It depends on how good Texas does, but if they were to make to the Big Twelve uh, championship game, I think that's a lock for him. I'm I'm definitely buying that one. Ellinger makes uh, makes plays with his feet as well as his hands, uh, his arm rather. Um, big ceiling for him. He had a big season last year. A lot of guys coming this year for Texas. On uh, you know offensive lines coming back. Very strong offensive line. Good receivers. I think he has a pretty high ceiling this year. Um, and I mean, the last couple of Heisman's, aside from maybe Baker Mayfield, have all really been guys that can make plays uh, in the ground game and through the Their air. Feet, yeah. yeah, just think of Lamar Jackson, um, obviously Kyler Murray, Johnny um, Manziel, Manziel, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Jameis Winston, Robert Griffin the Third, RG Three, Tim Tebow even. Huh? Tebow. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. I think uh, we all bought that. <laughs> Timo, you buying that? Uh, yeah, I said I'd buy that. Awesome. Uh, so Great. next one we got here is Brandon Wimbush wins starting job at UCF over Daryl Mack Jr. They call him DMJ, apparently. <laughs> Just don't. Um, so I would buy that. You know, there's no way Brandon Wimbush is going to go to a school that he doesn't think he can't get the starting job at. So I'm going with bye. I don't know. I'm, I'm tentative on this one. Just Think of the last time a Notre Dame quarterback transferred from the program, Malik Zaire. Went to Florida expecting to play. Didn't play much. Uh, I think Mac. he started for them against LSU. He came in and did pretty well. I think it's his job to lose, honestly. Uh, Wimbush can win it. He's a, he's a solid quarterback. He's just His IQ is not at the level you would expect it to be for like a fifth-year senior uh, four-star quarterback. Um, I'm going to have to sell this one. I think if you're just saying wins the starting job by week one, I'd definitely sell. But I think by the middle of the season, possibly towards the end, I think he'll win the job and take over the team. But I think Mac will start week one. Yeah. All right, our last one. Bill, you want to close it off? Yes, sir. Uh, so we've got here Florida State makes a bowl game. Um, well, I'll start it off, I guess. Um, I might have to go with. See now, I, I I'm a big uh, Jimbo Fisher guy, and I like I like his style of Jimbo Fisher's at Texas ah A&M. sorry not Jimbo Willie Fisher. Taggart new co- I knew he was at Texas A&M. Take it easy, Cheesy. <laughs> he's he's having a crack it's up okay. over there. Uh, Florida has his Carson. It's fine. Maybe uh, I should. It's have all said good. It. It's Maybe all good. I should have Willie started Taggart. this off. All right, Florida State makes a bowl game. Carson's loving this, isn't he? Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, well, again, I, I think Florida State, without Jimbo Fisher, that's what I meant to say, sure. does not win a bowl game. So I'm selling. Jingle it's been tough without him, like you, like you said. First season they went 5-7. and seven. Almost made it still. Uh, but they just haven't been good in the past, really. They uh, 
they had to play at Southern Miss two years ago just to make a bowl game to keep their streak going. Just kind of, you know, whatever. But I have them going nine and three this year, so I obviously have to buy. Um, I think they'll do well this year with James Blackman and Cam Akers back at running back. I think their offensive line will be better. It was pretty bad last year. As long as it gets just even a little bit better, they can do some things offensively. Uh, and obviously their schedule, like I said before, is pretty favorable this year. Um, so, yeah, I think they make a bowl game this year. Uh, I also think they make a bowl game. I think it's with their schedule, I think it's pretty easy to win six games. And even with the last two seasons, I feel there's going to start to be a little bit of a change in the – mojo of that team, their athletes will finally start to play to their potential. I think they'll have at least six wins. Absolutely. You know what? Closing it off, I will say bye, you know. After a little bit of a rough season uh, with Willie Taggart in his first year, I think they bounce back. You know, they've got his system in, and I think they'll be able to make a bowl game and put up a good fight for a win. Any closing statements? Love being on. Thanks for having me, Jeets. Yeah, of course. It's always a pleasure. Um, well, let me let me end with this. Money ain't no power. Couldn't agree more. You know, a lot <laughs> of these teams are paying players, but right. they need to just right. stick right. with right. the crew. Right. Oh, jeez, you got something to say about that? No, we'll get this is the Spiral this Podcast. Is the Spiral Podcast. Signing off. Signing Thanks, up. guys, for listening to yet another week of the Spar Podcast. I think it's going very well. Uh, had some new voice, uh, a new voice on the show this week. We lost Steve Hahn. Uh, unfortunately, we got Billy Zimmer in this week, and uh, we'll, we'll look to bring some newer guys in. We appreciate you uh, listening. Hopefully this week you were interested in our topics. Uh, we went a little bit long. We do uh, apologize for that. We try to keep it relatively short, between 30 and 40 minutes. And I'm John Eads, signing off. So thanks, thanks very much for listening once again. Hey, have uh, my a great name's day, John guys. Eads alongside Matt Englehart, Timo Lenhard, Billy Zimmer, and have a great day. Thanks again to our producer, Carson Tepfer, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.